You're listening to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. Welcome to episode 11. This is a very lunar episode and I've been, I've been very in touch with the moon lately and it feels good. It feels like I want to draw within. I feel like I'm in this little cocoon or this womb. I mean, it feels so rich to me. And this is an episode about how the moon is affecting your crystals and what your crystals really think about the moon and also how to align your rituals and magic practices with phases of the moon. And I was out walking the other night and I, I live in this neighborhood where it's, the houses are very far apart. So, you know, you'll see a house and then you walk along the woods for a while and then you see a house and you walk along the woods. So I was out the other night with my dog. I walk in the morning and the evening and we were out on our night walk and I didn't get very far until I, I, I realized how dark it was it was so dark outside that I had this whole response to it. I was like, I don't even know if we can go any further. I don't even know if it's safe to go any further. All that was happening around me was darkness. And I felt like, you know, the, the things that come out in the darkness are amazing. Right. I was like, there could be a, a black silhouette of a six foot five tall being come out of the trees out of the the darkness out of the darkness like I didn't know what was around me I didn't know what was out there and I said to my dog I was like should we even continue and the thing that was so striking about the moment too of this really dark night was that it was quiet and it has been so loud here at night there have been so many bugs and bats I mean it's this like chorus of bugs at night here and this night it was just quiet and I couldn't believe the soundlessness in this darkness. It was just a completely different night than the other nights. The only thing that was there with me and my dog were the stars, these tiny pinpoints of light in the darkness and this soundlessness. And I realized that all of the bugs and all of the bats and all of the little birds and everything out in nature were in honoring of this new moon that I was under. And I realized, oh my God, it's a new moon. This neighborhood is completely different in this darkness. And I had not put that together until I was out there. And I thought, God, this, everything around me is in touch with this. It's it's like everything is doing something different because of this. They had a whole different soundscape going on. The feeling was so different. And what drew up in me in that darkness was so much. It was like, can I walk any further? You know, it's like this mystery, this fear comes up because I don't know what is in the unknown. I don't know what is in the darkness. Like these powerful feelings come up. I also was like tapping into the power of transformation because I was like, what if I do keep going? And part of me wanted to keep going and just like see how I would change if I just like walked through that valley of darkness, you know, and just kept going and come back. So many things came up in me and it was just, wonderful for me to be like, you know, the moon is so powerful. Not only does it draw so much out of me and it was drawing so much out of the birds and the bugs and everything around me. It's like everything was paying attention to the moon, but it's also doing this to your crystals. So your crystals and stones are just reminding you here. They are wild beings. They are from the wilderness. They are really tuned into the forces of nature and they're also really tuned into cycles. So this is what they're listening to. It's like they're in this undulating, beautiful oneness ocean with everything in nature. So what they're tuned into is the forces of nature. One of those is the moon. 
And they're also tuned into cycles. And we all know that cycles are how the moon expresses. The moon is all about cycles. So for your crystals and stones, <clears throat> it's actually a big deal to them what phase the moon is in. It's not just us and it's not just our you know, our animals and our pets and <clears throat> everything in nature. It's also our crystals and stones and maybe even more so because this is like really their language, the forces of nature and the cycles of nature. So they're very tapped in to the moon. Today's episode is all about how your crystals are responding to different phases of the moon and how you can, you know, that ritual that you've had in mind, that magic practice that you've had in mind, that intention that you've wanted to create, that desire that you've wanted to put a little magic behind, a little intention behind, a little ritual behind. I want you to just be refreshed on the best phases of the moon to do that work in and to be able to be tuned into what is your crystal really tuned into right now? Because if you align you, your crystal and the moon, you are doing powerful ritual that's going to get stamped into place. And the Taoists knew a lot about this. And, you know, I come from that lens quite a bit. That's what I've been studying since I was 20 years old or so. And they had a really beautiful understanding of the moon and how stones connect to the moon. So I want to share a little bit about that with you today in episode 11. I'm also going to share today one phase of the moon that is so overlooked, that is so special that is my favorite, that is rarely ever talked about. It only lasts one day. You could say it lasts two days, but it's like, it's this brief fleeting moment of the mood that is, I feel just like a, a supernova, like a flash of power on this day. So I'm going to talk to you about that often overlooked brief moon phase. that is so important to your magic and rituals. And I also, before I go into the episode, I know some of you are listening and some of you are actually watching on YouTube. So for those of you that are just listening, I am actually holding up the tarot card for the moon right now. And if you look at the tarot card for the moon, what you are seeing is this crawdad, this like crawfish guy coming up out of the water towards the moon. And you can see the wolves howling at the moon too. this wildness in this image, which is so rich, but this crawdad is being drawn up to the moon. And what this is trying to show here is that the, the, the power of the moon is so strong that it's magnetizing this creature out of the water. It's pulling it and drawing it up out of the water the magnetization, like the draw of the moon. My divination mentor um, was talking about this recently. And she said, I almost get nauseous when I pull this card because I feel like what wants to get drawn up out of the depths and that's intuition. It's like what wants to get drawn up out of the darkness. And that's what this little crawdad is happening to it. So the force of the moon is drawing up what is in the darkness, what is within. Let's draw that up and experience that and know that. It's like the owl. It's like seeing in the dark. I'm also going to talk to you about some of the most lunar stones there are. So if you are working with these stones, it's definitely great to align them to the moon phase that you're in. So without any further ado, let's talk about these moon phases and the exact crystal rituals to be doing at each one. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. It's time to settle in once again with the stones. 
Together, we'll illuminate stones in healing and spiritual alchemy, and then go beyond, exploring land healing, earth grids, sacred sites, and all rocks in the wild. My name is Sarah Thomas. I'm a healer, educator, and an expert in the field of ancient stone medicine and future crystal technologies that heal and awaken. All right, let's relax into some crystal clarity. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here and supporting and smash that subscribe button if you're on YouTube um, or rate. I would love it if you would rate the podcast. I'm just, I'm so grateful for you to be here. I would love to know that you were tuning in. Send me a comment, um, a like, anything to just know that you're out there. And I really appreciate those of you who have been coming so far. At the Upper Clarity School of Stone Medicine, uh, the School for Stone Medicine and Crystal Healing that I have been stewarding since 2009. We have something special coming up. We have a free masterclass coming up. This masterclass is actually all about protection. I asked my my right-hand woman, um, I said, what do people come in and ask for the most? What are people just asking for the most, you know, of everything? Like I need something to clear thing. I need a stone for this. I need a stone for that. And she said, by far, it is protection. People ask the most for stones for protection. And I thought about that a while and I drew up a masterclass about creating clear energetic protections with stones and crystals. And that is coming up soon. And you can register to take this masterclass with us for free. So keep an eye on your inbox and I will put links in the description, et cetera, for you to join that. And if you're listening at another time, uh, right now it is August, 2023, if you're listening at another time, just go to the Upper Clarity School of Stone Medicine to see if there are any master classes or free classes going on that you can jump into at the moment that you're in, because there probably are. And another quick reminder is that we do live online certification courses for stone medicine and crystal healing. And if you'd love to learn a beautiful boatload of ancient wisdom on stone medicine and crystal healing, a really grounded approach, a way to add stone medicine and crystal healing to the work that you already do, uh, a way to tune in and, and not only follow lineage in a path of ancient revelation, but also tune in and start to gain that inner direct revelation where you're communicating directly with the stones and they really become an alliance for you. That's what our stone medicine and crystal healing certification courses are about. And we only do them live twice a year. And there is one coming up soon in September. So join me for that class. It is called enter the cave. So you have an opportunity soon to become a certified stone medicine and crystal healing practitioner with me. Thank you so much for listening to that. Wanted to tell you what's coming up. All right. Now. Let's jump in to these seven phases of the moon that I have outlined. And I know there are more phases of the moon, but when I chunk them into seven phases, that's the easiest for me. It's how I think about this. It's, it's, it's an easy way. It's a simplified way to pull this information together so that you can be like, okay, I'm in this phase. I can do that. We don't have to do a phase for every single day of the lunar calendar. We can chunk things into these seven phases. And this is so visual for me that I created actually a resource for this episode. So if you would like to get this, I created the kind of like this infographic of these seven phases. And if you are listening today, please go ahead and download the infographic for this episode. 
and it should be in the show notes, the description notes, or go to upperclarity.com and go to episode 11 of the podcast to download this cool guide. It just takes the seven phases, chunks them, writes simple bullet points for each one. And you can have that as a resource to look over. So go ahead and let this wash over you. And then you will have that free resource as well in these seven phases. All right. Basics. Now this isn't exactly about, let's just talk about the moon and all the phases that it goes through. We've all learned so much about that. So this is a little bit more about how this is affecting your crystals. This is right. You want to do crystal ritual, crystal magic, set things up, create things, protective grids, manifestation grids, healing grids, um, treatments that you're doing. This is about what time, which one of these seven phases would just be the absolute best to do this in. And I want to start with the, the basics, which are, you know, when the moon is waxing, when the moon is waxing, which is getting fuller, getting bigger and getting brighter and leading up to the full moon, waxing means maxing. So everything that you do during a waxing phase is you're maximizing, you are amplifying, you're generating, you're nourishing, you're tonifying, you're growing something. So maxing is waxing and waxing is maxing. So when the moon is getting bigger and brighter and moving to a full, you want to do things that are amplifying, that grow things, that create things basically in your life that tonify. We talk about tonification in acupuncture. It's like, that's what grows something inside you. It augments something. It gives you something. Tonifying is like building. So waxing is maxing. Now what's the other side going to be? Waning when the moon is now moving from full and very bright and getting less bright and smaller and smaller and smaller and going down into the darkness of the new moon that I was talking about, waning is draining. So you get these nice rhymes that make it so easy. Waning is draining. When the moon is waning, you want about think about things that you want to do things that are about draining, releasing, sedating. Sedation is the opposite of tonification. Sedating is like, let something go. It's like letting all the air out of your air mattress. It's, it's letting all the air of your tires, you know, that's letting go. So waning is draining. You want to do everything that's about clearing, releasing, letting go during these waning phases. You want to, you know, put the period on the end of the sentence and let go as things are waning. So that's the general way to think about this. It's so easy. Waxing is maxing. Waning is draining. And so a very simple way to think about this is say you're doing a stone medicine treatment. You are, you are giving somebody a crystal healing treatment. If you are adding something to them, if you want to grow something in them, strengthen them, build them back, the, the time that your stones will do that the best is at the time of the waxing moon. Now your stones are really tuned into the moon and they're getting pulled just like that crawfish, that little crawdad guy and the tarot card, they're getting pulled by the moon. I feel this in my stones all the time, especially particularly lunar stones. So particularly lunar stones include selenite, pearl, moonstone, 
and more. You can write in the comments, what do you think is a particularly lunar stone? But if you have a stone that's particularly lunar, like really connected to the moon, you really want to think about doing the rituals with that crystal at the right time. For instance, waning is draining, right? So if you were doing, I want to build a selenite grid to clear something out of a space, to drain a certain energy out of a space, or I want to set up a piece of selenite that's going to clear all the energy in my home. You want to really know that that selenite is, is powered up by the moon to drain and release things during the waning period of the moon. Another way to think about this is pearl. It's an extremely lunar stone. It's also very nourishing. You know, it's nourishing of yin. It's nourishing of fluids. It can really build things back hormonally, has like a deep, yummy. That's why it's so good for the skin because it just, it like builds this nice mother of pearl, beautiful, building, soft, tonified layer over the skin. So if you are thinking, I want to do a pearl treatment where I'm nourishing something. I'm tonifying something. Maybe I'm nourishing the fluids. Pearl is very involved with the moon. So you want to do that during the waxing phase when that stone is influenced by that waxing phase and you're really generating something or bringing it up. So, you know, in a perfect world, the whole thing about making your treatments work is it is rhythm and ritual. It's what you're doing, not just treatments, but your, your rituals, it's all about this rhythm and this connection with nature that we take on. So if you had somebody who was like, you know, I've been sick, I've been really sick for a year and I really want you to help me build back. You could say something like, so at, at the right moon phase three times at the right foot moon phase. So I'm going to see you once a month for three months. And at the right moon phase, when things are just starting to come back, when the moon is waxing, that's when we're going to treat you with particularly lunar stones, maybe, but all stones are connected to the moon. And that's when we're going to generate things and bring things back for you. So you would tune in at the right time and you can build your treatments, your rituals, the things that you're doing with stones, according to these rhythms and cycles and the forces that are going on in nature. Okay. So we have the basics, right? Now I want to tell you about the full moon itself. So the three days of the full moon, there are three days. It's like, there's a day that is like peak full moon. And then there's these two days that are buffer on either side of that, that are also considered full moon times. It's just when the moon is at a very high phase, it is fully bright. So a lot of people think about this moment as a time to clear their crystals. They think, oh, put them out at the full moon and under the full moon, and it will clear all the energy from the crystals. So let's get a little bit nuanced here. And there's no right or wrong, but let's get a little bit nuanced because there really isn't a right or wrong. These phases are not static. They're moving. The phases are moving. So in Taoist thought, we think about the movement. We don't think about as much the static day. We think about what is the movement? What is the potential? What is the movement? So at the brightness of the full moon, you get this energy of expansion, of bringing things to their full maturity, 
bringing things to fully be seen in the world, bringing things fully to the light, taking this thing that you've been working on and being like, now I'm launching it right now. It's coming out to the world. So if you wrote a book and you were like, now I'm actually doing the book release party or we're, we're setting it out. You would want to do a ritual to bless that. It's like, it's the moment you're giving it to the world, right? You're giving it out to the world. You would do a mo to bless that, like it, as moving up to that full moon, like grabbing because the stones are feeling maximized by the power of that full moon. They're feeling maximum maximization to the power and brightness of that full moon. So think about expansion. Think about bringing things to their full maturity. Now, this full moon's kind of, it's, it's not a static thing, right? Everything's about the potential and movement of where it's going. If you think about the moment this full moon is just starting to decrease. Now that's the moment that you, you have so much power to clear, to drain as it's just starting to decrease. Do you see how it comes up to this apex where we want to do generation rituals. We want to do bring this out into the world rituals. And then just as it starts to decrease that full moon, there is so much power in letting go right there. There's so much power and you could clear your crystals outside. They would love that. They, you can, I mean, certain crystals respond to it more than others, right? Certain crystals are like in love with the moon and other crystals are, you know, want something else, particularly perhaps to be fully cleared. So it's not just like a one thing fits all for all crystals. If you want to get technical about it and your crystals are very involved in cycles. And if you have them out there, it's that full moon just starts to let go to that waning. It just starts to let go to that waning. That's a very powerful moment to clear. It's a very powerful moment to start clearing your home. It's a very powerful moment to start you know, doing a big release treatment for a person or clearing entities or clearing something, you know, it's time. It's, it's this moment, this, this, it's like the birth of letting go. Now stay with me. Okay. And you've got the resource to look at this, but just let this wash over you. Stay with me. New moon. Let's look at the new moon. Okay. Same thing here. The new moon is Well, the new moon is first, what I want to say about the new moon is the time that you want to protect yourself and the rituals that you're doing and protect your home and family the most. Um, in many traditions, it's, it's this darkness that isn't bad. It is just a lot of things can come out in the darkness. A lot of things kind of come out to play in the darkness and it's, it's incredibly powerful time. Uh, but you know, some people in some traditions, they, they, they don't do any kind of ritual. They wouldn't do any kind of ceremony during the new moon. It's just a time to kind of stay protected. So be aware the most in the new moon and create some kind of protection on what you're doing and know that the new moon is the perfect time to do stone and crystal rituals that relate to the oracular arts or divination right? Where you're looking or working with the stone to see or figure something out. Maybe it's to communicate with the stone itself to, to really kind of like 
increase that communication that you have kind of a shamanic alliance. It's also a really good time to, you know, if you work with stones to figure out what's going on with the land, or if you work with stones to figure out what's going on with your, your body or your child's body or, or, or something that you do in healing work, like this is all kind of diagnostics, but they're divinatory diagnostics. It's like, we are, we are doing some kind of divination. We're seeing in the dark, right? We become the owl who can see in the dark. And this connects us to, to ancestral wisdom, tuning into the wisdom of the ages, um, tuning into the, like the threads that have carried for a long time. A lot of these power threads that are often occulted or hidden, um, but we can tap into at these times. It's a great time to do ritual that is about some kind of shamanic journey or like, I'm going to figure this out right now. I want to see, I want to do scrying. I want to look into a situation. That's the ritual that you want to be doing in the new moon and just make sure that you protect yourself. So <clears throat> what do you want to figure out? Like, what is it that you're looking to understand? That's what you want to bring to the next new moon that's coming up on the calendar. Now there's a superpower phase that I've been so excited to talk to you about. And I am about to share this with you now. This is the most powerful phase for me of all of the moon phases, what we are about to talk about now. When the new moon, the three-day period of the new moon, okay, you're, you're, you're in your depths, you're within, you're protected, you're seeing in the dark. Now, there's going to be this moment that this tiny little white crescent of light comes back. This is so powerful. This lasts one night, maybe two. Okay. Um, because it's not static, right? Everything's moving, but I want you to know this is really fleeting and special when this tiny crescent comes back. It's almost like the divine mother or the void, you know, the womb of no thing, the holy blackness has birthed this divine child. And this tiny crescent moon is like this divine child. And it, you can think of it as we often see, you know, the baby Jesus as a divine child or Lord Krishna as the divine child. There's a, or, or Lord Ganesha will be depicted as the divine child. There's this like all of creation, the divine mother has birthed this miracle in, and like hope returns, right? It's extremely powerful time because there is so much stored potential in this crescent. It's the maximum stored potential for what is about to happen as the moon waxes all the way back to full. So we too, stones, Taoist thought me, <laughs> I mean, really stones, the earth, all of creation, we're all into, we're all really into stored potential. Stored potential is life. Life is stored potential. And that tiny little crescent moon, when it's coming back, I think it's the most powerful of all of the moon phases of any time you could do anything. And what you want to do in the tiny little crescent moon is you want to set something into motion. This is where your crystals are feeling this energy of setting something into motion, of coming back. We're birthing something now. We're creating something now. We are starting something big. And whatever you put in place on any kind of crystal ritual or treatment you do during the superpower phase of this tiny crescent moon, they had all these beautiful names for it in ancient Taoists. It was like 
you know, it's almost like the divine child of the moon phases. Whatever you do at this time will be tremendously blessed. So think about what you desire. You know, your imagination is an act of creation. You know, another act of creation is scheduling. <laughs> scheduling something is an act of creation. It's, and that's kind of what we're talking about here too. Like, instead of being like, I am going to just, cause I have some time this week and I'm going to do this ritual I need to do. We're, we're going to be like, actually, wait, look where the moon is. I should do it next weekend because everything is going to be aligned. And that feels so good. So it's like to schedule is an act of creation. To schedule is to make it real. It's like we're getting in sync. I think a, a more um, transcendent way to say schedule is like we're getting in sync. And this gives you a chance to be like, when do I want to do that? And I love that. I love backing up and looking at the ritual and kind of preparing for it and doing it in a way that's really in sync with this wildness and these cycles and these forces. Whatever you do at this tiny little moon, it's this tiny little crescent moon coming back will be tremendously blessed. So I want you to think about, it's just, it's pure stored potential. The whole rest of the waxing moon is going to be like holding this and growing this. Think about what you want. You know, the clear vision of what you want to manifest. What do you want to plant the seed for? Because in the new moon, it's like, that's when you were collecting like the vision of what is going on here? What is the divination? What's the diagnostic? And you get a little bit of clarity there you plant that clarity. It's like the seed is getting planted by the mystery of the divine mother in the new moon. And then you be like, I'm going to water this seed and it's going to start to sprout. It's going to come out right at that crescent moon moment, that tiny sliver of crescent moon. Please go to your calendar and okay. Be like, okay, when's the next moon, new moon. And then know that on that new moon, you are going to have, it's kind of a three-day period of a new moon. So the day of the new moon on the calendar, if you look that up, there'll be like a little bit of buffer around it one day on either side, because it's kind of a three-day period. So you want to be kind of protecting yourself and doing the new moon things during that three-day period. And then on the day after the new moon or the day after that, you're going to see that tiny crescent in the sky. And that is everything. I mean, your stones are like, what? want to create because they feel this power of stored potential that is incredible. That is, I don't even have words for it. It's, it's, it's everything. It's, it's the ultimate amplification. It's the seed of yang. It's the seed of moving up and maximizing. So it's the stored potential. It's the essence of maximization. So for all of your manifestation, rituals for all of your creation rituals. Think about, you know, this clear vision of how much, um, you know, how many children do I want to have in my family? When do I want to get pregnant? Um, how much, you know, do I want to create that new job? What is the, how much money do I want to, um, make in 2025, whatever these things are. And then this is where you bless them with your stones. So you can, also power up stones at this time. You can activate stones at this time. When we create stones for certain functions, like recently we had a situation where we were guided to give two crystals for our dog. And these are just the way the crystals wanted to work. And this is what was guided in, in our own 
divinatory space, but one of the crystals for our dog, no, you know, our, our, our pets are our kids. So all the, the work, a lot of the work we do in the family is on animals, which is great. Cause I've learned a lot about working with the animals, but we have one crystal for the dog that was to be the stone that protects her and all of the density or all negativity or detrimental energy or hucha or har- harmful energy is, is going to be like, this crystal is going to kind of absorb that for her and protect her. And the other crystal was to be the conduit for her spiritual guides. And it was to call in and connect her to all of the light in nature and all of her spiritual guides. So it was like a divine access crystal. And so she had both of these crystals working with her. Now, this is an example of like, so we had to activate these crystals to be this for her. And so if you're going to say, I'm going to activate this crystal to be this for you, whether it's a protection, whether it's to create something, if you're activating a crystal with a certain job or a certain function or a certain intention, it's such a great time to activate or initiate something at this phase of the moon. Now, as this super secret power phase um, comes to an end, it's okay. The moon is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And I just want you to continue to think about nourishing, activating, engendering, creating, tonifying as that moon goes up, everything that you want to bring into the world, everything that you want to amplify, everything that you want to add up, everything that you want to create, you just keep doing it on this side of the moon phase. And remember, you just come back around again. So when you get leading up to that full moon, you are maximizing, you are saying, okay, this is, I want this to full expression, right? And then get this thing. It's like to its full expansionary phase. And then right. I'm just bringing you back full circle. And then at the top here at this full moon, as soon as that full moon starts to wane a little bit, you get this maximum draining energy. And that's why people clear stones at the full moon. Okay. That's why you can drain stones at the full moon, but I want you to kind of catch the nuance of the full moon isn't a static thing. It's not one day. It's, it's something that's moving. And as it's moving up to the height, there's a little bit of a different quality of bringing something to its highest fruition and potential, even your destiny, bringing your destiny to its highest fruition and potential. And then as soon as it starts to wane, you get this superpower of draining begins. Okay. So to summarize that exploration, let's remember that waxing equals maxing, waning equals draining, and you have a secret super power phase just as the new moon becomes that crescent moon. It's a very powerful time and you have such beautiful work that you can do during the full moon bringing things to full expansion and also just starting the process of letting go a very powerful time to start the process of letting go your new moon time is a time to protect yourself go within do the divinatory practices do the practices to kind of see what's going on and then just as that new moon starts to birth into that crescent you plant that seed and let all of your rituals be to augmentation and amplification from there So your stones and crystals are under the influence of the moon, no matter where they are. And yes, if you bring them outside, they'll be even more under the influence of the moon. And so download the guide, keep it simple, 
And remember, you know, imagination is an active creation. Dreaming is an active creation and scheduling is a magical act of creation. Uh, so when you think about the next thing you want to do, just look at the moon phases and get it on your calendar so that you, your stones and the forces of nature are all aligned to really bring the magic that you have in your heart. Really, you have, I think that we forget how much power we have to move energy in this world. We forget. And when we take our, the, like the, our pure intention from our heart, it's all about the heart feeling that pure intention from the heart and then just lining it up with the cycles, the forces and the rhythms of nature. We actually manifest things into the world. We can build things. We can birth things. We can activate stones. We can put energy into stones. We can also clear things, release things from people, land, places. We can also drain energy from stones. So you have the power to do this. It's just wonderful to get nature even more closely standing at your back. Wild, beautiful nature. I'll see you guys in episode 12. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked today's episode, please like or subscribe. Oh, and leave me a comment. I'd love to know what you'd like to learn more about to take the perfect stone medicine or crystal healing training for you, or to visit me at our super special crystal shop, go to upperclarity.com.